All right, welcome to episode one of Current Gen. That's right, we've started the new podcast. This is a show all about video game consoles that you should care about right now, or at least that we think you should care about. I don't know, you'll get the gist. My name is Tim, I'm here with Derek and Dan. Let's get things started. Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Boy, you are not ready. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. Dan, how's it going? Good. It's nice I to see meet you have you guys. something glowing in the back of your. What is that back there? What do you got going on back there? We haven't decided. It's either poltergeist is happening or the ring. I don't know. I don't okay. see a creepy girl crawling out yet. So. That's fair. Okay. But What's I, actually I, on the screen that we can't see? Oh. Um. Well, I still had the I still had the winter PlayStation theme going because it has nice jazzy music. That's kind of chill. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now I just kind of have it where you're choosing the colored background. I was trying to give it more of a blue look because I'm PlayStation. So mm, I'm all about fair. that PlayStation. Totally fair. I'm a blue pony. <laughs> all right. So Dan is here on current gen to represent Sony, and he's going to give us the update on anything Sony related. They've got some news this week or last couple weeks, really. And Derek is here as well. Derek, let's see that shirt. There it is. It's really, really dark where you are, but I, I believe you. It's got an X on it. I well, think it says... I mean, I'm in the process of moving, so I didn't want to like highlight boxes and crap. So. <laughs> All I can tell is that there's a big X well, where your nipple probably I can actually... is. Oh, yeah. Well, that is my nipple. <laughs> Let's not draw attention to his nipples. Oh, there it is. Oh, that's yeah, nope, yeah. too much. Too much light. There's the shirt. Right there. Nice. Well, that's my nipple right here, so the X is a little bold. And it's very on-brand with the, uh, the current-gen logo with the wires and stuff. Well done. Nice, nice work. And my name is Tim. I'm, so Derek, of course, representing Microsoft. Not all the time. There'll be times when, like, oh. when Ghost of Tsushima comes out in June, we're all going to play that game. So we'll all talk about it. But for the most part, Derek's going to give us updates on Microsoft, and I will give us updates on Nintendo. Since really the only Nintendo game that we know of coming out this year, at this point, for the rest of the year, is Animal Crossing: New Horizon. That's it. We don't know of any other Nintendo games. We'll get wow. into that here in a little bit when we talk about. Somebody's uh, got an headlines. easy job on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why <laughs> I think it doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> I was going to say Nintendo doesn't say that. much, but when they do, it's kind of a lot, but it's not very frequent. So Tim's not going to have to do much. <laughs> and we'll get into that, but that's been very strange because I thought Nintendo, like the second half of the year, really starting in June with Super Mario Maker Two, every month they had some kind of major release. In some cases, two, they were killing it, and then all of a sudden it just. Stop. Now it's e all just weird. And E3 easy. is around the corner. Maybe. Maybe. So. We'll get to that, too. Well, all right. I mean, well, I know we're going to talk about it, but I just want to say this. I feel like all three of them have been real quiet about video games. Microsoft less, but yeah. They have been. Well, they've been talking about their Xbox, their new Xbox, but they're not talking about like, games that are coming out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is a little strange. I actually kind of like it because it builds up a lot of anticipation for the console launches this fall. Like, I'm okay with not being overly hyped for stuff just yet because there's some major games coming out this spring that I am oh, pumped yeah. for. And uh, and as we just mentioned, a, a major summer game. I love having a huge summer game. It doesn't happen very often. So when we have a game like Ghost of Tsushima, a major exclusive a mega uh, uh, AAA game, I'm super pumped for that. So I can't wait for, for the summer for that 
reason. But let's jump in first to headlines. I'll kick us off with general. There's really only one major headline I thought was worth bringing up. And that is that the coronavirus is impacting everything. So the coronavirus is slowing everything down. There's uh, yep. industry events that are being, if not impacted, in some cases even canceled. I heard that uh, South by Southwest is completely canceled this year. Um, don't know if that's true or not, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, that's the GDC. That's a, GDC is it totally canceled yet? I I think so. Yeah, I think I, enough I think enough so. companies have backed out of there that. Uh, which is actually really con- well bad for really bad for developers and um, a lot of people go there actually looking to potentially get hired or have their project yeah. um, published yep. by someone. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, see how that impacts stuff. Yeah, so that's not good either. Yeah, yep. I know PAX happened, uh, at least PAX East, which is a pretty big one. I know that's a very consumer-friendly show that people talk about a lot, so I wonder if that one will pick up some momentum in the coming years. I know it's already big, but I wonder if it'll become an even bigger deal uh, over time because uh, one of the big things I've noticed is that there's been a ton of folks backing out of E3. We already know that Sony's out for the second year in a row, right? Sony's not going to attend E3. Uh, but it's not just them. Other companies are slowly pulling back. And then this company called I Am 8-Bit, they were their creative directors. They've complete, completely dropped out. And so E3 was really excited to announce this creative partnership with I Am 8-Bit and they're gone. So and guys like Jeff Keighley, so big industry names are saying, sorry, I won't be at E3 this year. So well, my question to you guys, yeah, will E3 happen? I don't know. Well, the whole thing, it's not even just the coronavirus concerns. It's also just, um, and I don't know, there's an acronym for the name of the people that run E3. The ESA I, or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think they had new management going into this year. And then recently there was like a leak, apparently, of all the people attending E3. There was like somebody somehow hacked. Yeah, I think that was last um, year that happened, right? It was all yep. the contacts of everyone going, like phone numbers, addresses, like. Whoops. It's been a, a, a poop show. I'll yep. censor that for you, Tim. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we'll have um, E3, but I think we'll still have announcements and shows oh yeah for sure do you think and didn't microsoft will be a... already confirmed that they're gonna be there so well they said anything, initially yeah they did so i think they'll stick to it i but think the... e3 will at least make it this year and much like games gamestop it'll probably be dead in 2021 <laughs> dude you better spend that gamestop money quick i'm getting concerned too because i got some credit also i need to buy my playstation 5 but, from them <laughs> but did you have 750 dollars? well no no, I don't. Well, I actually have a story on that, and before we jump into everything, I'll just share it real quick. So, on in our in our group, which I'm hoping we'll get new listeners who aren't in our group, so I can actually share new information. But like, basically, I posted that I was super excited because I, on Walmart.com, I saw they had the Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, Mortal Kombat 3 arcade machine. So it's not like the old school official arcade machines that were like real huge. It's like these newer models or... that Arcade 1UP releases. They're actually better than the old school. Uh, graphically, they look better because they have uh, LED. I think it's LED screens. Everything is cleaner looking and more high def. But anyways, um, they're smaller. Um, and I saw that they had it for $200. And I've, I've always... I've always 
checked on Mortal Kombat arcade machines and Killer Instinct because since I was a teenager, I've wanted to own these machines, but they're always over a thousand dollars, and I'm like, I can't justify that because I'll be honest with you, probably not gonna play it a lot. So, anyways, yeah, but it's a cool collector's item, especially exactly. if you get a game room of some kind. That'd be so cool. This, and we've talked about this before. For probably 20 years of my life, Mortal Kombat was my favorite franchise. There was nothing that competed with it. I didn't play it for like 5 or 10 hours. Like now, Mortal Kombat 11, I played it for like 10 hours. It was fun. I beat the story. I did a lot of fatalities, did a lot of stuff. But I moved on because there's like 50 billion other games. Back when I was a kid, that's all I played. Mortal Kombat 2, Mortal Kombat 3, over and over and over. Anyway, so they had it on sale on Walmart.com for $200. I was like... I even stopped and I was like, I know my wife's going to be pissed. <laughs> so I'm just going to do it and not tell her. I'm, oh, I'm going to yeah, be honest on the show because she's not going to watch it. So I'm going to buy it. But if she asks why I have this arcade machine, I'm going to tell her I use my GameStop credit. Oh, oh so, so filthy. I, you know, the key, to, to, the key to a happy marriage is lying. So. Yeah. Yeah. I just read an article today that said you should keep a secret credit card account from your spouse. Yes. Something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. So I, I, so I bought it. Super excited. Person in another group was like, hey, man, the machine's really short, which I already knew. It's only four foot tall. I had planned to get like a, a, like a stool or something. Yeah. But yeah. he said, no, go to Walmart for $45. You can actually buy the official arcade one-up stand to make it a foot, foot, foot taller. It's a riser or whatever. And I was like, cool, because the, the reason why this is interesting is it was $200 for just the arcade machine. But if you wanted the riser with it, it jumped all the way up to $350 on Walmart. I'm like, I'm not paying $150 for a foot taller machine. You don't need a riser. Just get a stool. Get a squatty potty, okay? Get a squatty potty and put it on top of there. So I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So I, he showed me, no, you can buy a separate one, 50 bucks. I said, all right, I'll do that. So I bought it, went and picked it up. The day I picked up the riser, I get an email from Walmart. We have canceled your order. And I'm like, what? Oof. Yeah. Like, uh, Walmart's done this before, too. Yeah. Well, the reason why I think they canceled is not because they didn't have it in stock. Because when I ordered it, it said one left. And then as soon as I ordered it, the site updated right away and said out of stock. So I think I ordered the one that they had. I think they canceled it because if you go and search on their website, it also brings up a $300 version. So I think they screwed up on the pricing and they didn't want to give it to me for 200 so they canceled it. Because they still have the $300 one on there. So anyways, I decided, well, the whole reason I bought it from Walmart is because it's super cheap. I'm not going to pay the same price that I can get it. GameStop sells it too, but they sell it for 300 So I decided to go ahead and order it from GameStop. Here's hoping they don't cancel it. I went ahead and used my credit, so I don't, no longer have $750. <laughs> I have $450. Oh, oh man. Oh, that's it? That's still enough to buy at least one of the systems. <laughs> Well, we'll um, see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be around that. And so I should be getting it in like a week or so. But I'm All really right. excited. Like, it, Well, we're going to we're gonna need I to see to. pictures and maybe even during a show actually show us with video this thing. Because I, I, I love the idea of collecting old arcade cabinets. Those are cool. Those really are cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I know I talked for a while, but they're actually releasing in a couple of months. They're releasing an NBA Jam tournament one. They're really like – All right, now you've got my attention. That one I would well, play. Well, li listen to this. It's a little overpriced, but then once I like looked into it, I realized why they're charging $500 for it. First of all, it's four-player, so it's not two-player how nice. NBA Jam used to 
Coffee. So it's four-player. It's also Wi-Fi, and it has online ah, access. So really? if, if Tim what? bought it and I bought it, him and I could co-op it <laughs> or play against each other. That's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's pretty it sweet. Comes with, it comes with two stools. Wait, so, so it, can you do v, uh, uh, 4v4? Online, maybe. Yeah, online. No, no, no. It would be 2v2. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because the NBA Jam is just two. Oh, yeah, it's just two. Yeah, yeah, you could do two yeah, v two like cool, together though. or online. Yeah, that is cool. But it was just it was super cool. It's a really. So here's nice what I'm gonna do, and I love this. I'm glad you're telling me about this. I'm gonna buy this thing. It's an investment, <laughs> though. Okay, this is not this is not me wasting money. I'm gonna just don't set tell up. Your wife. I'm gonna set up a little uh, a little quarter machine that doesn't let them play the game until they've put a quarter. Now kids have to pay me to play this thing. Yes. So, and I'm gonna set it up and I open it up to the neighborhood kids. They can come in and play. Yep. This is how I'm gonna make some money. That's not so, a bad idea, but it, yeah. it also comes with three <laughs> games too. It's NBA Jam, NBA Jam Tournament Edition, and NBA Hang Time. So my preference of all those kind of arcade NBA games, I don't know why. I think it's probably just nostalgia, but Showtime was when I played the most. I loved NBA Showtime. That was. A I blast. think I actually played Hang Time the most with my friend. Hang we time. played them all, but I think Hang Time. They was were all fun. I, you know what I miss is NFL Blitz. I want a new NFL Blitz with that's what really sharp graphics and a really fun like, arcade. I would have paid five hundred dollars if it would have been NBA Jam. NFL Blitz and, and hockey, H- like Wayne Gr- NHL hits or whatever it's called. Yeah, hits or I feel like Wayne Gretzky hockey on the N64 had some arcadiness to it. That was a lot of fun. All right. Well, my question to you guys then, quick answers. Is E3 happening in 2020, yes or no? Dan? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm budding, Danny. took I way mean, too long. And it was yes and no. It's yes and no. Yes it's or no. Is on. it happening? It's not that simple. I think oh in the traditional God. sense. That's a girl. I think in the traditional sense. Let it, me explain it, my feelings about E3. All right, I quit. Oh sense. no, not already. <laughs> Why are you acting sad? This is what we wanted. Go ahead, go ahead. First, uh, tra- I think in the traditional sense, no. I think that they're gonna do kind of like what Nintendo does, directs, uh, online stuff. I think if the with where it's at right now, the concern whether it's actually as bad as they're making it out to be. Um, I think it's just going to keep being like, yeah, we're not going like all these companies are going to say we're not going. We're not going to risk our employees or and, and people coming and the fans, people getting sick, so on and so forth. Like, so you do know. you think they'll have a physical event in I, some I, way, shape or form? I think there's a good chance. No, I mean, I yeah. there's also definitely still a possibility. I mean, PAX still happened. It did. But, I mean, PAX is not as big as E3. Right. And But plus they're. For example, one of the reasons why I'm questioning it, and I'll give my answer, I I do think it's going to happen, but I think it's going to be pathetic. I do think they're going to push through and make it happen, but it's going to be pathetic because the Los Angeles County has already declared a state of emergency. Right. So, um, so yeah, they're I, I think they're in big trouble to get enough attendees and people to come. I think they're going to be stubborn. Yeah, I mean, and they the, already did a state of emergency. Yeah, they've declared a state of emergency in L.A. For what? For coronavirus. They're scared. Oh, come on, man. Ask any doctor. This is getting, like, blown out of proportion. Well, this is well why Derek, PAX... you're a doctor. Give us your take on this. <laughs> Hold on, but this is why PAX Dr. East Dr. D. Dr. D. No, oh, my gosh. For God's sakes. All right, shut it down, Tim. Shut it down. <laughs> Dan, Dan already quit, and now I've already offended everybody. Listen, so this show's PAX going East great. happened because all of us uh, Bostonians, we just don't care about anything. We're tough. Yeah, it's fair. But it hadn't hit the U.S. when that started, I don't think. And if it had, it was just in Washington. I'm I'm not – listen, I'm not downplaying coronavirus, but any doctor – and they've come out on TV 
anybody in the medical field has known about this virus for a very long time. The stats don't lie. It's not as uh, dramatic as they're making it. It's not even one of the worst well, viruses. I like these well, yeah, conspiracy the, the, theories. The flu, I think the flu virus actually does have a higher mortality rate. Yeah. yeah. So so I hear what you're saying, but this I one is think spreading. we need to be safe. Yeah. Like we need to be I, – I shouldn't say safe. We should be like aware of it, and we should be taking precautions. But I'm saying the way – like I had a, a friend of ours post on there, hey, I'm supposed to go on a cruise in a week. Should I cancel it because of the coronavirus? Well, okay, I mean, it's a cru- a dude, cruise ships. Like I would, yeah. I would advise you cancel that. Yeah. Dude, oh, cruise okay. ships are the worst. I think there's been three now that have had to stay yeah. out of port because I am sending it. my entire family. On a <laughs> cruise. Oh no, that's fine. They're all coming. And I'm back using as the excuse of I don't like cruises to not go. They're all coming back as zombies, Derek. You realize that, right? They're Derek, do you think it's happening? A uh, physical oh, event, E3. I do think it's going to happen. I think yeah, it's going to be I pathetic. Yeah, for 2020, yes. 2021, no. I, I'm with you. I think 2020 is going to be a disaster of a physical event. I do think there's going to be some cool online Nintendo Direct style. I think where I think Microsoft will do a live there. presentation yeah. of some sort that you can watch well, online. Microsoft Sony will do a state a of play. Yeah, there you go. They'll probably still have theirs, um, but yeah. I don't think E3 is going to be all that successful. And I, I think, like, I know we're talking about coronavirus. I think E3 is dying because companies don't want to. They don't want to risk all the costs. Yeah. But this they is helping to fast track so, it, though. Yes. They're say, they save so much money. That's why Nintendo does it. They, they don't want to spend the money anymore. Yeah. They're like, we'll just do a Nintendo Direct. We yeah. reach more people, mm-hmm. and we can do it periodically instead right. of only one time a year. We can talk to you all throughout the year. Um, it was smart, actually, that Nintendo does It's it. definitely a whole separate long conversation because it's like e- E3 potentially dying completely, the the Nintendo Directs versus the old traditional. Like, I mean, dude, that, that E3 with um, Final Fantasy Remake, Shenmue, like, that was amazing. The E3 with God of War uh, 2018 opening up, that was amazing. Like, you can't replicate you mean, that. You mean just PlayStation you know? conferences because apparently you don't know yes. when anything else is being announced. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I, I tell me a conference that it. tops those. I kind of bleeped it. <laughs> tell me a conference that tops those. Xbox every year. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> the last couple the last couple Microsoft conferences have been exciting. A lot of games. They've shown a lot of cool stuff. All right, but speaking of Sony, Dan, anything happening in the Sony world headline-wise we should know about outside of E3? We know they're not going to E3, but what else do they have going on? Eh, they're all just they're just nothing to them. They're quiet and we don't know anything about PlayStation 5. What the hell's going on? I don't even <laughs> think PS5's happening. I think PS5's fake. I think they're canceling it for coronaviruses. I, I think I, the, I, the PS5 is literally gonna be a PS4 when someone took a Sharpie <laughs> and wrote five over it. I'm just gonna say five. Well, I mean, you know, again with the coronavirus, they they have said because they get parts from China that, you know, that's the whole concern with the pricing and the availability. Like people there there are sort of people discussing potentially it may be even getting pushed into 2021 because are they going to have enough units made to actually sell them this year? Or, yeah. or is it just going to be really low quantities and it is what it is? Well, like, that's what they get for getting cheap labor in China. Okay, yeah, that's their fault. Exactly. That's, that's what they fault. get for asking for 10-year-olds to build PlayStation. That's it. That's it. I think we're, uh, we're past those years where it's like, we can't make enough. I think even with something terrible happening over there, Everybody, Microsoft, Sony, all of them will have the consoles they need and the amount made. Well, I better have my PS5 because I'll be furious otherwise. 
For someone who um, sounds so depressed, he certainly is optimistic. That's interesting. <laughs> but um, they did um, they did give uh, a release date finally for Ghost of Ghosts of Tsushima. I think it's one ghost. Oh, is it just one? Oh yeah, because he's the ghost. Yes. I think so, it's go- a singular sorry. ghost. Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. yes. Uh, June twenty sixth. It's happening yep. this summer, good sir. Yep. So we're gonna be. Do you guys around. actually think it's going to release June twenty? I mean, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, you know, and Tim and I have talked about this Maybe. on the show, and he even he mentioned it earlier. But we've talked about this on the show so many times. It is. We always say it's not on this show. This time. is a new show, Derek. This is a new oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> on our old show, Fathers of the Grind. What's that? We talked. We talked about the fact that we didn't understand with video games being so big like they are, why we don't get like major summer releases. So this is huge if they actually stick to it. Yep. And stay at June 26th. Now, I will say this. At first, I was like, oh, they're going to delay it. This is too soon. And in and, and summertime, they're just trying to build hype. They're going to delay it towards closer towards PS5. But you know what? They did this with The Last of Us. The Last of Us came out in June. Yep. And then they re-released it on PS4 uh, later. I think they're going to do the same thing. I think you're going to get Ghost of... Sh- Shusima or whatever it's called in June on June 26th, but I think they're going to re-release it or do an upgrade on PS5. If well, they were as cool as Microsoft, they would let you upgrade they, for free. Yeah, I think they're going to have to do it. I think yeah. they're going to get their hands forced that they have to do it. If if PlayStation wants to stay the way they've always been, then they will say, "Hey, for forty dollars, you can get the they're going to struggle version." Yeah, they're going to struggle. But if they I do really that. think their hands going to get forced because. Xbox, and we're going to talk about it when we get to Microsoft, but Xbox is really pushing, like, yeah. we'll talk about it when we get to Yeah. So, Dan, what are your thoughts on Ghost of Tsushima? Did you see any of the trailers? Did you happen to see um, the newest trailer? So, the newest trailer I heard was uh, story-related. I didn't yeah. want to, like, see specifics. Um, Same. I, That's why I skipped it. But I did... Um, I did kind of jot down. So it's actually taking place on the on an actual island. The actual island is Tsushima Island. That's an actual existing island. Oh, didn't know um, that. Off the coast of Japan, so... Um, which is, you know, it's and it's part of Japan, obviously. Um, so yeah, the, the the little kind of blurb that I got is a samurai game that's set in the real world, Tsushima Island, uh, which was invaded by the Mongol Empire in 1274. And then the main character, Jin Sakai, if that's how you pronounce it, uh, leads a rebellion against the occupying Mongol horde after its successful invasion of the island. Nice. So obviously, you know, this empire comes in, takes over the island, and I'm assuming you are trying to exact revenge on them. Yep. Try to take. Yeah, them it down seems like something ghost. tragic happens to the main character, of course. Oh get yeah. To, and so. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, I'm I'm fascinated by this thing. This looks amazing. So yeah, I'm I I would say this is probably and again we've not seen I think a lot of what's going to launch on PS5 and Xbox One X or Series X. I would have to say this is probably the game. I'm most excited for. Like, I'm really excited for Resident Evil 3. I'm really excited for um, Cyberpunk 2077. But this game is potentially could be the best game that comes out. But that being said, the the creators of this game, Sucker Punch, while I like them, and I think I said this in our old show, while I like them, they always make above average games they never make I an absolutely with amazing that completely. i don't care. i think, um, I think the first they infamous never is make... one of the best ps3 games well like, i think the first down. infamous has one of the coolest plot twists but i think overall right. the game was fun but it wasn't amazing 
And same thing. Call me crazy. I thought I thought Second Son and the First Light was were both really fun, but no, they no, no, were. no, they're, they're yeah, really yeah. good. But not great. Is that what you're saying? I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying okay. they can't do it all. They have not okay. put together to me a complete package. So they made the um, Sly Sly games, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why I feel excited to see what they do with the combination of the action open world. I think they've really um, tested their metal and proven themselves with the Infamous games. I think Infamous Second Son, for its flaws, was a really cool open world action oriented game. I thought they did a good job with that, with some superpowers and stuff. And then I know it's a cartoony game, but the Sly games had some really fun stealth elements to it. Yeah. I have a feeling this one's going to combine some of that and be pretty tremendous. I think um, this is going to be like the assa- J- Japanese Assassin's Creed game that we've all wanted. Like yeah. it's going to be a sucker punches answer to the Assassin's Creed game that everyone's so, been asking to take place in feudal Japan. Like, yeah. Let me ask you guys this, and this is kind of what I was getting at with Sucker Punch. When you look at, and I, I understand Infamous Second Son came out real early on in the generation. It did. But when it came out, it's open world, but it's not really, it's not your typical open world game now. Yeah, fair. Okay, it's not as open. It didn't have a lot of things to do. You it's not that big of a world. It was it's not that big. Yeah, it was detailed. There's not it was much just you can smaller. interact. It, you yeah. can't interact. You basically just play the game for the for the story missions and then all the side missions are literally like and the, i thought the combat was fun crap. i thought the it combat was, was a blast yeah. Yeah, it, it was. is but my point yeah. is is do you think this game is going to really be like your assassin's creed odyssey that mm. type of game where there's where there's the main story which there hopefully is really really good because i found all their stories to be kind of pathetic except for, for the plot twists and in, in the original infamous but is the story going to be really good? The characters going to mm-hmm. be really good? And is there going to be like side quests and a leveling system and a deep RPG mechanic? Yeah, good question. Yeah. Or is it going to be like Second All Sons right. where you level up, but it's not real deep? Maybe like It, it does describe itself as an open world game, just so you know. So they are describing okay. themselves that way. So the- Infamous First Light came out in August of 2014, and that was not a full game. So they finished that and... If they, I mean, let's say they waited six months to even kind of start doing work on this game. So, like, we're looking at at least five years that mm. this game's been in production. Like, that's a long time. They I better deliver. They, I would imagine that they've definitely, they learned things from those games. They took feedback from those games. They're implementing it into this really cool, Jap, you know, feudal Japan game that taking place on this island. Like, I think it's going to be more than you actually expect, considering what, what's what in I those want. games. Yeah. I want it. I want it to thrive. Like I I'm think not... there's going to be villages that you go into and you you sit down cross-legged with the sake, getting drunk, and like just slash. <laughs> oh, so it's like it's it's going to be like Shenmue <laughs> as well. Cool, great. Sure, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a walking simulator as well. Yeah. Hey, think, speaking think... of uh, speaking of Japanese games, talk to me about this Final Fantasy VII remake indie game that's coming out. What, what do we know about? There's something going on there. Oh, Final yeah, Fantasy. And I'm, I'm interested in your opinion on Final that. Fantasy's for nerds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, real quick though, with Ghost of Tsushima, I did want to throw out there that there's um so there's a special edition for sixty nine ninety nine, and then there's the collector's edition, which is only a hundred and sixty nine ninety nine, Tim. What do you get with that? A sword? Uh, so you know the um when he's uh, the ghost, he has like that mouth mask piece. Yes, yes. You get a replica of that. Um, some DLC, uh, kind of like a banner that you can hang in your room somewhere, a steel bookcase. So. Oh, like an actual physical banner you can hang up on your wall? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh okay. And That's um, cool. and they the the mask itself, the Sakai mask, it's called, is actually apparently has some weight to it, so it's probably actually made of like some solid oh. material. So. so kids can use it um when they're actually reenacting this and killing people for real. Yes, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Great. That's Highly a video game. That's a video game that people do. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, they uh, Square Enix just was like, hey, so you guys needed to go to PAX East to play that Final Fantasy demo, right? Psych. They just threw it right up on the PlayStation Network, and uh, it's about an hour long. Mm-hmm. It's the very beginning of the game. I did skip the cutscene intro because I want that to be fresh when I buy the actual game. So, question. Yes. About this, since you're saying it's the intro of the game, which it is. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that you're not like level one though? Well, yeah, because. Do it's you think they did that on purpose, or do you think? Yeah, I think there might be something before that in the game. Do you think there's game. something? That's what I'm getting at. That's uh, what I think. Do you no, think no. because this is a remake and they're trying to add on to it, they have you do stuff before you actually get Or do they just want us to have some abilities and stuff? No, yeah, they just wanted you to have, like, to basically go into the demo and not be, like, hmm. level one, kind of, like, doing more work than you have to. Hmm. Like, because obviously you're going to have higher HP, higher attack at level seven versus one. So you're going to so have. So either one. that was the real beginning and you'll be at level one when the game comes out. Or the game is just weird and it starts you at level six or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, or there's stuff before that that they've added to the game that we're not aware of yet. Yeah. That I, gets you through I, five levels or so. I highly doubt that is the case, but I mean, I don't know for sure. Yeah. But I'm I'm like 99% sure that this demo is is definitely what how the actual release is gonna. That's how it's yeah. gonna come out. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's about an hour long. I mean, obviously you could try to rush through it and and beat it in less than that if you want to. Um, man, it just, I don't, you know, when I first turned it on, I kind of just stood there for a second by the train <laughs> and I was just moving the camera around. Like yeah. I just straight, it, it, I, I, I don't, Derek hates when I get emotional, but you know, I just, I felt emotions. I felt oh emotions. my God. <laughs> I mean, on, let me, let me mute Derek so you can go ahead and share this. Here. <laughs> Listen, this is the most important game to me, Derek. All right. Yeah. Final fantasy Dan sounds like he's going to cry, like, right now. Final Fantasy is what helped me as a child not be depressed because, you know, I was a kid, and these were the worlds that I escaped to when uh, people were a-holes and weren't very nice. So Or kids, because, I mean, kids aren't that nice. Dan, I'm still not nice to you. Yeah, but I'm an adult, so I can say things to you. I'm just trying to save him. Yeah, but he knows it's it's mostly ribbing. (laughs) It's good-natured. I'm trying not to say the words that I want to say because I want to save Tim the, you know, censoring effort later. I appreciate it. So (laughs) what did you think about the way the game – of course, you said it, it of course, brought back – there's waves of nostalgia, but also like, holy cow, this is a new – a completely new way to experience something I already really love. That's awesome. What about – like the meat and potatoes of this thing, what it felt like to move around and fight. And I know it's, mo- it's basically just like a tutorial level um, that the, at an hour long tutorial is basically what it is. So what'd you think about it? And uh, what'd you like? What did you not quite like? That so kind it's, of stuff. it's kind of like when I first played resident evil Two remake, like it felt familiar, okay. but definitely had like just sort of the sheen of newness that I was like, this, this isn't familiar, but it is. And sort of as you're going from section to section in the demo, um, there's definitely like a little area where I was like, oh, okay, I recognize this. And then it's like, and then you kind of move forward a little bit and you're like, this wasn't here before, but like, it still all just kind of flows really well. Um, the things that they added definitely make sense. 
the context of like just the stuff going on in the background um or like when you pan the camera up and you're looking at um just the surroundings just the detail is is amazing it, it just visually it's a pretty game it's a very pretty game and we're we're at the end of the life cycle here so obviously they're really taking advantage of what the ps4 can do um should have been native 4k <laughs> sure um you combat. know, it's one thing I noticed that it didn't have because it's no, lo- no longer turn-based, but it didn't have this unless I missed it. And, oh, actually, Barrett did sing it at one point. Ah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, that... I, I was, I've always been a huge fan of that fanfare music. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and I know because since it's not turn-based battles... Um, it makes sense that they don't have that, right? Well, the victory music. The actual regular combat is not, but you can turn on to turn. Co- there is a you mode can. that you can turn, and apparently, right. but it's easy difficulty. I don't know if that's going to be the case with the final release or if you right. can tweak that, but you But can there was make one point when Barrett, and I only saw this because someone else posted it. I didn't experience it. Someone else posted yeah. Barrett actually going, dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun. Like, I thought that was pretty cool that they included that. Yeah, Did just you a little play the demo, Tim? I, yeah, I finished it. Yep. Okay. Um, so the combat, did you, what did you guys think of the combat? Like the, uh, since it's an action, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, part of me wants to go like, Hey, that's not the, what I remember. It's turn-based and lots right. of materia. And I know materia is going to play a role in that kind of stuff. And, yeah. but, um, but I really enjoyed it. I tried to think of it as this is a brand new final fantasy experience. And if you approach it that way and you kind of let go of this has to be turn-based cuz that's what i remember ff7 being right then i think you're going to enjoy it you just let yourself cuz it's it's well crafted the the action is fun i think they do some cool things to allow you to kind of pause the action select some things to do some special moves uh, all the bars that you build up to pull off special moves and and magic attacks it all makes sense and then when they do add a second character in the demo for you to use switching back and forth is relatively seamless i i really like it i i thought it was fun from what i've played so far well it's it's important too cuz like yeah when you get to the part where Barrett is now in the party, that's the introduction of there's going to be enemies that you face Spoilers, that are ranged. ranged. <laughs> and it's required like, because he seriously? has to he has to hit him from a distance. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yep. Like Cloud so, can't jump apparently and slice at them. You need to switch to Barrett. You only in the fire. Advent Children cartoon where he can jump like half yes. a mile in the air. But as um, someone who is not a fanboy of Final Fantasy VII, and I don't have any like nostalgia like you guys, like. I played through most of it when they re-released it on the PS4 or whatever. Um, But I didn't bother finishing it because, well, it's just boring now. But um, (laughs) I I thought they really nailed the the combat. Like what I what I would praise is how they brought it to 2020, and so they've changed it. But it wasn't like I didn't feel like I was playing like this hack and slash action RPG. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Like they still force me, especially in the boss fight, they force me to to use special abilities to go yep. into the menu. Like boss I was has weaknesses playing. and stuff. Yes. like that. Yes, yep. like so, they force me to play it like you would play an RPG, like loved an old it. school RPG. So I don't know if still you... being yeah. action. I don't know if you noticed with the final boss, there was actually a certain attack, and I and I kind of took a note of it. Um, so the first boss in the game in the original was just kind of like a joke. Like, you pretty much attack him, and then there's like a certain uh, attack he goes to initiate. You stand there and wait for him to uninitiate it because he's basically waiting for you to hit him, and then he'd counter. 
Um, and then you just do lightning magic and he'd be dead really quick. And this yeah, is not that, that easy. <laughs> yep. Um, there was like an e- AOE like shock move that he mm-hmm. does in, in this new one. Yeah. And like, I could not get the timing. Like he Same. does it so fast. Cause I'd be like hacking at him, but like, you almost have to like, really, you have to be patient. You have to yeah. only do like, say two or three slashes versus like seven of them. Right. And then you have to roll away before he does that attack and, and blasts you. So yeah, yeah there's definitely oh, yeah. going to be strategy involved in this. It's yeah, and there's and you have to use block, which was a nice surprise. Like there's yes. he's sh- like this is just one example of many enemies to come in this game. It's obviously gonna be a massive game with tons of enemies to fight. But using block in smart ways is super important because you can't pull off magic attacks or special attacks unless you've built up I forget the name of the meter ATB. already. Yeah, the ATB meter, which you get by attacking or by defending. Or by getting hit as well. But if you block in a smart way, yes, you take some damage, but it can really be reduced and you can quickly build up that meter to pull off special attacks. So I learned that with the homing missiles, you can dodge them if you're really lucky and you're positioned right. But I couldn't dodge most of them and I kept getting hit and it was getting really annoying. I was like, oh, I just just use my block because yeah. it'll still hurt me, but I build up that ATB super fast. And when he jumps back right. down to the ground. So all that to say, this is just an example of, I thought the strategy and the the fun of the action was, was pretty great. And I look forward to seeing uh, what the rest of the game feels like to play. And there's also like with what you're saying, how like you're blocking, building up ATB, just doing mm-hmm. special attacks. And of course limit so, breaks. Yes. And then, mm-hmm. but like, like Braver was one of uh, Cloud's limit breaks in the original. Yep. I remember Braver, yep. Um, which now is just like a, a, a special attack. It's the one so, you're going to use the most at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Like when you hit triangle on any of the characters, you're doing like a different type of mode, which for Cloud is, um, I wrote it down. What the hell is it? Uh, Someone with a P. Flashy. Oh, I, can't I thought it was see. someone with a P, but it's basically he unloads on him. His defense is down and he has strong Yeah, attacks. like he's stronger, yeah, but like you don't block. You actually do a counter with physical attacks, but it right. can't. You can't counter magic. You attacks, can't. You though. can't even block magic or ranged right. attacks. Yep. Um. But yeah, yep. and then with uh with Barrett, he does like sort of a blast shot. Uh, and yep, then you have to him. charge it back up with you can mm-hmm. actually keep t- uh, tapping triangle to build it right back up and then you can yep. do it again so yeah, yeah it's an overcharge attack then you can keep hitting triangle to charge it up which is cool yeah. Yeah. so i i think we get the vibe from this game that all the characters that they use which by the way red 13 will not be available in this game what in the world um not to use at least not, to, not as a playable character at least well um, i mean i think we all know why tim i mean it's pretty i'm obvious. still i'm still upset um <laughs> i loved red 13 um, but anyway, the timing doesn't make sense for them to include them, but whatever. I was hoping yeah. they would make it work. Exactly. Um, but I think we are going to have a bunch of different play styles with each character, and it's going to be fun to play around with each of them. So I'm excited for it. Overall, I liked the demo, um, and I'm looking forward to I April. Would say I love the demo. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to ask you both actually one additional thing, though, and this was the main thing that I was actually concerned about from the trailers, and that was the VO, the voice acting. The voice oh, fine. over. Oh, that was fine. Okay. I thought Cause... Barrett was way better than what I've heard people complaining well, about. Well, that's the thing. In the trailers, yeah. it was getting snippets, so it just sounded like he was it sounded perfect. off. No, no, like not Mr. the. It was like playing with Mr. T. I just mean like the things <laughs> that they were saying in the trailer. It just kind of seemed like one-off, like goofy, dumb things that they were saying. But in yeah. the context of the scene and sort of the conversation happening, it, it seemed more natural. I thought it was actually really well done. Within I did too. Thirty seconds. I already had a crush on a girl. 
Um, Jesse. Yeah, the girl yes. who does Jesse's voice oh, did yeah. a really good job, and I'm like, yeah. I don't, I barely remember that character. I do remember her, but she's not a main like, character wow, in the game. Bro. So yeah, yeah. obvious she wants you, bro. Why are you just standing well, there? Well, because like, Tifa Derek wants it to be a dating sim. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Tifa still. Once you know. Tifa shows up, I'm be like, <laughs> he's like, hey, playing? where's the where's the romance the Jesse option on this thing? That's. <laughs> Listen, Jesse can be on the side. She can be the side chick, but Tifa all day. All right. I'll show her my limit break. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah there you go. It's limited thigh break. All right, let's keep moving on to the next thing. Anything else with Sony? We got to keep moving here. Uh, Last um, of Us TV series coming to HBO. Yeah. What's your thoughts, man? Um, I think it's pretty great because I love The Last of Us, and also Neil Druckmann is still involved, and mm. he's the one that's been writing the first and the DLC, and then the second one. So. Yep. Well, yep. what I was going to say is, I got to say this, and I saw it online. I think this is the best move for The Last of Us. I think it fits perfectly more as a TV show yep. than a movie. And let's be real. We're kind of moving away from movies. Don't get me wrong. Yep. They're still successful in theaters and stuff. But rarely do you see people talking about, like, hey, just watch this movie on Netflix. Most people are really into shows. And the reason why is because you can... You can you can write uh, characters out better. You can write stories out better. You're not rushed. Yep. You can just you can you can continue on. And I think and you can. Dude, make if The Witcher had been a Netflix movie, I bet it would have sucked. Yes, because they would have tried I to rush it. I thought the show yeah. was decent, but it yep. still kind of sucked for me. But imagine but how bad still, it would have been as it would have been right? really bad. Well, it would have been limited, like, right? To two and a half, three hours maybe. Yeah, but now it's on HBO, and they take real good care of their IP. I mean, and they let the creators do their vision for something. And this is from the creator of Chernobyl is making this thing. So, Which I've heard is good. Uh, yeah, that, that show is amazing. So uh, I'm excited for that, and I think everyone else should be too. Well, let's jump over to Nintendo. I don't want to take up too much more time with new stuff. Um, keep in mind, this Tuesday, so if you're listening to this early in the week on March 10th, um, because – MAR10 is kind of like Mario. Very clever. It's been the last four years or so. Nintendo's been using this as a chance to promote stuff, put out some special content, but also to put games on sale. Oh, Mario so, uh, Day or whatever. Mario Day, yeah, yeah March 10th. And so they're going to have a whole bunch of sales on some first party Mario games that normally won't drop much below 50 bucks. And there's a bunch that'll be 40. So like Mario Maker 2 and, and Yoshi's Crafted World. And I think there's a few others. Um, so anyway, ch- make sure you check out Walmart, Target, Amazon. Uh, most of them should have some kind of deal on march 10th if you're looking for some some savings for mario games also made your update to witcher 3 for the switch and pc totally cross saved now so you can upload your save to the cloud and if you're playing on a high-end pc when you're at home on a big screen that's the way witcher 3 needs to be played on a high-end machine so an xbox one or a ps4 or a pc on a big screen but then you want to take it on the go you can just upload it to the cloud and download it to your switch and play it while you're traveling I think that's fantastic. I love kind it. Of funny, though. Amazing. Yeah. The, fu- the downgrade in visuals is hilarious, but like that's still awesome that you can just bring it with you if you're like, I'm going yeah, on a like, trip. Like if I, for instance, I, if I did go on the cruise, I would yeah. take my Switch. I wouldn't take my PC. Yep. But my main playthrough now is on PC. PC. Yep. Because it looks amazing. So, that's where that's the best place to play it. But I would still argue, yes, there's a visual downgrade, but I still think the game is a blast to play and, and run oh, really yeah. great. Good. I'm just saying at the highest fidelity it could possibly be on a it's, PC, yeah. then switching to that, it just – It's like a it's like a generational jump, absolutely. Yeah, but you know, still cool though. 
And last but not least, we are still in a Nintendo Direct drought right now. Of course, we had the Animal Crossing Direct, but most of us don't count those specialized ones as full-on Directs. It's been six months. It's been since September since we've had a... Here's a bunch of updates on Nintendo stuff, which, by the way, I looked it up. It's the longest uh, we've had to wait in about three years for uh, Nintendo Nintendo to deliver a Direct. Actually, the last time we had to wait this long was from September, which was what we're waiting since, and they had one in March. So holding out hope that there's going to be one this month. But who knows? They might make us wait till the E3 time frame that we've been talking about. I, I think everyone's just being super aware, especially since, I mean, Japan's right next to China. But what much. has Nintendo got for us? Like, they don't have a console coming out. they got to start talking about games. They need to start releasing some They're stuff. Saving up. They're saving up, Tim. I hope so. I hope some what? stuff's coming this year. They're going to blow their giant load all over E3. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right, that sounds good. I don't get grossed out by stuff, but imagine Mario blowing it. No, 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 not Mario. Not Mario. It'll be uh, Reggie. All right. um... My body is right. Yeah, at first I was grossed out, but then I was like, all right, whatever it takes to get a direct, that's fine. Here we go. Um, Yeah, so I'm hoping they they have a direct here pretty soon. I do think they're going to have one. My prediction is they will have one probably sometime this month. It might not be an incredibly long one, but I think they'll have something to talk about, you know, Q2 games. And then I think they'll have a, a major E3 time frame direct as well. I, I think I think uh, Breath of the Wild too. I think that's coming out this year. It I think depends we're all on if be surprised. It depends if they use a lot of Breath of the Wild stuff or not. So I, I hope so. I hope so. I think so. it is, Tim. I think it is. I do hope so. I wouldn't mind seeing. Oh, by the way, they do have some exciting games that it's cross-platform, and I'm glad. But Platinum's putting out Wonderful 101 across a bunch of platforms this spring. Yes. So I never played that. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but uh, but anyway, there's no. Other than Animal Crossing, which I understand is a major release, it sells like crazy, which, by the way, I have my copy pre-ordered. I didn't have to pay anything for it because I had some old games that I don't play anymore. Um, so I'm going to try it out, see if it hooks me, and if not, I'll trade it back in while it still has value. Tim, <laughs> but, just uh, come to my town. I'll come to your town. We'll hang out. It'll be nice. All right, I'll come <laughs> to your town. Um, but anyway, not a whole lot to talk about with Nintendo. They've been especially quiet. At least Sony has given us a release date for a major game in Ghost of Tsushima. And at least Microsoft has been talking about their Series X. Nintendo has been very quiet. All they're tweeting about and talking about really is Animal Crossing. And then as you know, Night School put out their after-party games, they tweeted out about that. That's on Switch now. Or you know, the Pokemon um, Rescue Team remake just dropped this past week. So they talk oh, about man. that. But they're not really talking about much else, so I'm curious to see. And they've been talking a lot about Breath of the Wild, like kind of throwback, like, hey, how long does it take to get from here to here in Breath of the Wild? It's They're like, getting you excited for two, Tim. It's like, come on, excited. man. Come on. <laughs> well, let's move on to Microsoft, since Nintendo's a little bit quieter this time. Derek, I know they've been talking about the Series X. Yeah. What can you tell us about what they've released so far? So, I mean, basically, it's, it sounds like a, um, a monster PC. And that's why I... I like, I don't honestly. I don't even understand the whole teraflop thing. Like they say, it's twelve teraflops. It's weird that they say like everybody talks about teraflops with consoles. I never hear anybody say my PC has fifteen teraflops. (laughs) Like you never hear that. I don't even know what that means. So I looked it up. Something to do with flip flops. It just basically (laughs) is a way of talking about the power of like the video card and and this overall system, like the memory and everything. Okay. But so. The hardware is like right now they're they're they've mentioned 8K. We've talked about this in our group. 8K is 8K is basically what I would consider anybody talking about 8K would be what I would consider like PS4 Pro 
when they talk about it being a 4K machine. What I mean by that is, does the PS4 Pro hit native 4K? Yes, but on very select few games. So you think that that'll be what happens with 8K? It won't be. Yeah, I think 8K is going to be more like 6K. So really what you're going to get... Like Halo might hit it, right? But a lot of other games won't. I don't think it will hit native 8K. I think what we're looking at is when it launches in this fall, in 2020... I think you're going to hit native 4K. You're going to get a lot of high to gonna look amazing. PC settings. You're going to have ray tracing, which we've talked about on, ray tracing. on our previous show, on our previous podcast. <laughs> God, this whole new thing is weird. This is the first um, time we've ever recorded anything like this. <laughs> I don't know what you're never, talking about. We've never even <laughs> talked to each other before. But anyway, so it's it's got ray tracing, which is like the new tech. Um, I gotta say, while I haven't fully experienced ray tracing, I did use it on Battlefield Five on my PC, which is a pretty pretty nice PC. But my my uh, video card can support ray tracing, but it like limits the playability of the game because ray tracing takes up so much mm. like so much memory. Power. Yes, memory and power. So gotcha. anyways, um, I didn't feel like it completely changed it, but again... It I, depends I on the game, it. I would imagine, too. Yeah, well, Battlefield to 5, it, had, you know. Battlefield 5, I think, implemented it decently. I've heard uh, good things about Control, I think Metro yeah. Exodus, and so on. I tried it with Metro Exodus. The game literally didn't move. It was Well, it chopped. It yeah. was like... Eh. I heard it does a lot with lighting. I know something else. Yeah, I think yeah. it well, that, the other that's aspect what is it too, is. but yeah. It, it's it's basically makes your blacks really, really black, and it, it does a good job. So my point is that I'm trying to say is while I think it's going to be good, I think this is just another, like, gimmicky thing. Like, HDR, I see the difference. I don't think you're going to see a big difference between HDR and ray tracing. That's I kind of just want to know for sure that, hey – Everything's going to look a lot better, and they're going to load faster, and yeah. it's going to be high-performance sweet. The numbers don't that, mean a lot that's... anymore. I know back in the day it was all about the bits. How many bits does this have? Oh, it's yeah. going from 8 to, 8 to 16, and now to 32, and now there's an – they literally they named a system for the number of bits, an N64. It's got 64 bits. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and so uh, that was the last time I really cared about some kind of you know, uh, powered number. Now it's more about – all right, exponentially, how much more powerful is it? Just give me an idea. Like, if I've got an Xbox One X, are we talking twice as powerful? Are we talking I think five I, times as powerful? Like, what are we talking about? Well, I think it's supposed to be four times more powerful. Than, than the X? X? Xbox One X? Mm-hmm. Dang. I think ray so, tracing is going to be more important than, than you think it is. I oh, think. I think down the road. I think yeah. right now it's a gimmick. I think it really is. Um. Mm-hmm. Just like anybody talking about 8K is retarded. Have you looked up 8K TVs? They're like $8,000. Well, here's the thing, too. Hey, like, I heard on GameScoop that there is a 98-inch... I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard them talking about GameScoop. A 98-inch 8K TV that's like 60 grand oh, that you can buy. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. That's you, stupid. I, I don't want to veer off <laughs> too much, one but right I will now. say this real quick. <laughs> to McCart. A lot of people that bought 4K TVs early, like early adopters, really, really got screwed. Like, you know how some people be like, I won't buy a console on launch. And they won't do it not just because of price. They won't do it because they're like, I don't want to be like left out of some type of change or I don't want to buy it and it break and blah, 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 because it's the first first release of it. 
but hardly do you rarely do you get screwed on buying a console at launch buying like a tv you get yeah. like because yeah, nothing else nothing else supports it yet well nobody supports it and then like hdr did not hdr was not a thing when 4k tvs came out right so anybody who bought an early 4k did not get hdr so then they had to go buy another 4k tv with hdr support right. So uh, there's just a lot of reasons why you don't early adopt on on TVs, and that's why I was saying, 8K, it's not a thing. Maybe two to four years from now, that's when you'll have another Series X2, you'll have a PS5 Pro, whatever they're gonna call it, and that's when they'll be like, we can now hit native 4K on some games, you know. On some I don't games. even think 8K is gonna even really truly be a thing because I think for the most part, the general audience doesn't even recognize the difference. Well, I think it I will just become don't a thing, it's... just like 4K, four to six years from now. It'll become more common. It's and it's not just simply we've gone from four to eight K. I think to your point, there's other pieces of technology that have been properly implemented and are now being fully utilized. Yeah. Ray tracing and whatever else the next thing is. It's not yeah, just gonna be the resolution. Other stuff. It's not yeah. gonna just be ray So tracing. I'm with you. I think my eyes would probably if I saw pure native four K and then you showed me eight K, I might be able to see certain pieces that are different, but for the most part, we're getting to the point where the human eye can't identify all right. these things. Well, that's what I mean. That's the yeah. thing. You also have to remember, games are going to change. Like, here's the thing that's the most important about whatever's happening with the new Xbox and the new PS5. Yes, we want power, we want graphics, blah, blah, blah. But with that power and that memory and those graphics comes Great responsibility. new ways. Yes. <laughs> yes. Comes new ways to make games look and play better. Exactly. And to just even do things better. I want them to get faces and so, eyeballs right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as they, I want yeah, them to nail facial stuff. Have you ever gone back to a game early on in the gen- uh, great example and we'll talk about it when we get to games we're playing Dragon Age Inquisition I talk about it all the time. It's still a good looking game, but now going back and it's six almost six years old, the game has some like things that you're like, wow, gaming has really changed like especially like with the the way the characters move and their acting like their facial animations. Not even close to what we're dealing with now. Mm. Like games yeah. that we'd be like, they didn't do the facial animations very good. Still do them better than Dragon Age. Yeah, I just started Age, replaying. Which Dragon uh, Age, when it came out, was top notch. Pretty nice I just, I just started replaying yeah. uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist, which I'll talk about a little bit. But yeah, I'm with you. The, the facial animations, I was like, whoa, we've come a long way since then. <laughs> That's my point. Yeah. So uh, just to, to give a, a quick summary on Xbox Series X, because that's really what Microsoft's talking about. They are dropping a lot of information. Here's the gist of it. It's going to be super powerful. It's going to be more powerful probably than the PC I have right now, which I run a lot of games on high to ultra on native 4K. Um, Some games, if they're like really big time games, I have to drop it to medium. But for the most part, I can run most games on high to ultra settings. That means that this box is extremely powerful. And I would not be surprised if it's 600. I think Microsoft learned their lesson. I think 500 is max. I think PS5 is going to be 500. I think the Xbox I think that's the sweet X spot for him, is going to be more powerful than PS5, but I think PlayStation already has, and we've talked about this, PlayStation has become Nintendo. Nintendo is not Nintendo anymore. PlayStation is what kids and moms talk about. Like, hey, do you have a PlayStation? I'll ask if you have a Nintendo anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think you're right. I think Sony can get away with maybe not being as powerful 
as long as they keep bringing out the games. Yeah, bring out the games. Yep, and make it affordable. That's what they. So the only thing that I would say with with news wise, with Microsoft and and the system being powerful and all that, on the game side, we got Halo Infinite probably dropping day one. That's huge. Even if you guys aren't huge Halo fans, I I love Halo. Again, that's like dropping Zelda on the Switch. Yep. Like and. Oh, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping Halo Infinite will be like Zelda Breath of the Wild, meaning it's, hey, it's Zelda, but it's totally different. Dude, what if PS5 hoping... launches with like a God of War or Horizon sequel? Like, that would be... I don't know about inc- God of War, but if I they think Horizon. Off, yeah. if they could mm-hmm. do something like secretive that we, maybe that came out early on in the console generation that nobody's talked about and they can release it, that would be like a sequel yeah. or something like yeah. that. Um, but the point is, is they've got Halo Infinite coming out. They've got Sinuous Sacrifice. They've got games coming out on the horizon that should be uh, exclusive to the console and PC. And obviously, they're all about services now. They've nailed it with Game Pass. All that stuff. Everything's transitioning. I love that uh, my um, my controller that I spent too much money on, that can be used on my new but, system. But Derek, what if I buy a game on the Xbox One and then I buy a Series X? Do I have to rebuy it? <laughs> oh my God. Please I'm trying tell to help more. I'm, I'm trying gonna, to help I'm you out. We got to get moving. I know. Yes. Yes. It will uh, It will cost you $500. No. Depending on the developer. No, it's going to be free. No, they're, they're allowing gonna... you to, they're allowing you no, to play the Series X yeah. version of any game you own on the Xbox One platform. You will now be able to play it, and it's upgraded version. You own it. Language was was it the language they said it's at the discretion of the developer? That's if there's like an update. But if I buy like, trying to think of a game. Okay, let's say Cyberpunk comes out before it. If I buy Cyberpunk on Xbox One, the X version, whether they upgrade it or not, is still playable. Like you don't have to buy it. Well, they technically already said it is free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. they did. But I'm there was one cool thing that I just saw today, and I added it to this list. I thought it was cool that Phil Spencer responded directly to to someone on Twitter who had a suggestion to say, "Hey, I'd love to be able to choose which of my installed games uh, auto updates." And they cited their ISP data cap. And by the way, I've got that issue. Comcast is killing me with data overages when I download a bunch of stuff that auto really? updates. Yeah, I hit my cap just because of auto update stuff. Huh. So. Anyway, he re- it was cool. He responded right on Twitter like, hey, that's actually a cool idea. I'll pass it along to the team. Who knows huh. if they'll do it, but I like that they're considering as many consumer-friendly things as possible. Like you'll be able to um, put into – what do they call it? You can do the resume mode. What do they call that? Uh, suspend. Oh, you can suspend, suspend multiple, multiple games, games at once. Yeah. I mean I know those are just little things, but to be able to jump in and out of games really quickly is really cool. Well, like um, having two you, games, you can... yeah, suspended. That's crazy. It's like PC. Like you just have yeah. multiple windows or tabs open, well, right? So yeah. and, and it can I heard handle you it. You can turn off the system, turn it back on, and then the game yep. just. Yeah, you could do a true reboot of the system, and it keeps your save state right there, which is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right, we want to try out a new segment in our first episode of this show, and we're calling it "Sold in 60 Seconds." All right, Dan, you are up. You have 60 seconds to sell us and each and every listener 
Oh, on some sort of hot take. Doesn't matter what it is. Could be something we've just talked about. You want to just reiterate for 60 seconds? Derek, can you get a timer going for us? <laughs> Timmy and your and your segments. And uh, and you got to sell us on something. Now, maybe it's you've got a negative hot take and you want to convince us of something. You got 60 seconds to do so, and then Derek and I will let us know if you sold us or not. I can't convince anybody of anything ever, so that's fine. Let's just yeah, ask you my can. wife. Yeah, you can. We're putting you on the spot though for this first, and then the next week. My wife. Next week, it's going to be up to Derek to do the same thing. But you are a guinea pig. You got to sell us in sixty seconds. Are ready. you ready? Yes. That go. Okay. So during uh, our previous uh, life in a different show that we recorded, Derek was super obsessed with this game all of a sudden called Code Vein, um, which was basically anime Dark Souls. And I was like, oh, well, that sounds really interesting because I love anime. So I actually did buy it uh, about a week after Derek was talking about it. And I played it uh, for, I don't know, two, three, maybe four hours. And I did not like it as much as I was hoping. Why? Because the game plays like Dark Souls. And that should be a good thing to most people, yes? Well, it's not. You know why? Because Dark Souls is terrible. All right? <sighs> Demon Souls, Dark Souls, it's old news, old hat, okay? Sekiro was a completely new vision, a new take on what they could do. It was modern. It was different. The movement was more fluid. It was more interesting. Also, it was a samurai game, so that's awesome. Um, that's the kind of freshness that that sort of developer needs to do because they did what three dark souls games they did demon souls before that shut up all right (laughs) all right that was good that was good all right i know i know what derek's gonna say about this because (laughs) he he's got some strong opinions on code vein but i will tell you this i think in general you've sold me that code vein is there was still one more point that i wanted to make but i just (laughs) maybe it's overhyped and and I do think there's some legitimate uh, criticisms to make of the game, uh, that it is a little too much like Dark Souls and not enough like Sekiro and Bloodborne. It should have been a little bit um, better to play gameplay-wise. So I, I like I like that take. I think that's you've got me sold. <laughs> you did not sell me. <laughs> You're, well, am I ever going garbage. to? Am I ever huh? going to sell you on I, anything? I doubt it. <laughs> Well, I think if we would have given closet. you 60 minutes, you still wouldn't have sold him on no, it. But no. I think what was killing him was 60 seconds where he couldn't interrupt you to tell you that you're wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> or wrong, 60 seconds. Wrong, I mean. So that's yeah. why yeah. Tim created this game. It wasn't because he's like, oh, I want Darren to sell. No, he's like, I just want Derek to shut up. Just for one be, minute. And be forced to be quiet while somebody else voices for, their opinion. When for you know, one minute. That's what she said. You're wrong. You're an idiot. Shut up. Tim, All right. Yeah. Pass this game along to his wife, I'm sure. Listen, <laughs> yeah. Listeners, I want to hear what you think. Did Dan sell you on his hot take about Code Vein? Next week, Derek will give us his hot take on something in 60 seconds. We'll see if he sells us or not. All right, guys, give us a quick rundown of notable stuff you're playing. You don't have to go through the whole list. Uh, we'll oh, start with you, Dan. We're going through the whole list. Quit trying to rush us, bro. <laughs> Dan, what are some notable games that you are playing? <laughs> Jesus. All right, well... Uh... Let's see if I can say this without Derek uh, also speaking for 60 seconds. Shut up, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So I did finish, uh, oh, I didn't even realize the TV turned off. It got Uh, real dark where you are, man. Did you just get coronavirus just now? The the poltergeist demon got me, or or the ring girl. I don't know. It was the corona. The corona got you. The corona. Hi, corona. By the way, I've Um, heard that corona sales are tanking. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, doesn't everyone say that beer is terrible for the most part? Yeah, I know, but I, I know that it is a, it is a very popular beer, and they've got oh, a lot of man. ad campaigns and all that stuff. But 
Dude, I, I've heard that not only is their stock hurting, but I've heard their actual sales are tanking. Why are people <laughs> dumb, though? Like, it, what person was like, hey, you know what? I used to I like I think they put the I'm, virus in here. Oh, I'm not going to buy it anymore. I think that's how the virus started. That's why they call I it coronavirus. I them truckers in that show, they're probably like, they're probably anti-corona now because of the virus. I've heard they're that. I probably uh, think it's their, a liberal agenda. I've heard their marketing uh, team tweeted out that they want to rename it uh, the Bud Light virus or something like that. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, uh, so anyway, Dan, what are you playing? Yeah. So I, I did finish Ori in the Blind Forest. <gasps> did you cry? Since you're a little girl so, who gets real emotional at stuff that we've learned about that today. That's true. That's true. I, might, I may have shed a tear. It was a couple of weeks ago, so I don't remember. But um, oh, So, remember. I mean, that game is visually obviously beautiful. Yes. Um, the story is just has a lot of heart. Um, yeah. and this, this like, so when you get to like the twist, right. Cause you figure you, yeah. you know, when you realize who the enemy is, you're like, okay, so that's the enemy. Right. Sure. But then and then you find you out get, what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay. Like I like when they sort of kind of make you more sympathetic to the enemy. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, they're not really even an enemy in this case, yeah. technically. Spoilers. I mean, you could still think they are, you could still think they are, but right. you know, this certainly, there's a certain circumstance, certain situation. You're like, oh, okay. I kind of get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the movement is just so fluid. It's really fun. The the length is exactly what it needs to be. It's not too long. It's not too short. Actually, I, <laughs> I wouldn't mind playing a couple extra hours. Uh, so. you, go ahead, yeah. Derek. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> That's what she said. I mean, he went on for like 30 seconds. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. It was perfect. <laughs> exactly what my wife says every exactly. night. All right. Okay. All right. But uh, yeah, that's Tim's like I'm always in the other room. She never says that. To me. I don't understand. <laughs> Did I make it? Am I in? <laughs> Am I in? Is it, is it long, short? What is it? Shut up, Timmy. <coughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. But yeah, that's a that's a wonderful <laughs> game. If for whatever reason you have not played it, it's it's like you have to uh, play that game. It's fantastic, so and and it's only twenty bucks. So like, yep. you know, buy it. Usually uh, cheaper. I think it's on sale for Xbox. If you've got Xbox, get Game Pass and play it right now. If you've got a Switch, go download it right now. It's fantastic. Um, and I'm I'm in the middle of uh, Days Gone. I did start that. I'm about four or five hours into that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Thoughts so definitely... far? So for the most part, the vibes of the reviews from what I remember was that it's a pretty mediocre game. Yeah. And I think for the most part, I agree. But it's like a super fun mediocre like there's just yeah, I don't know why, but there is definitely just something fun to play. Dirty. But everything yeah. else is. Mediocre. I'm actually kind of intrigued by the story too. I, I actually yeah. like there's some good some solid story bits that are kind of you know pushing me along. I'm like oh what about okay. The, what about the motorcycle maintenance? Do you like that part of the game? I do. Um, I don't I don't dislike it. I mean okay. it makes sense. I mean because they try they try to add some sort of realistic aspects to it. Oh your bike I, gets damaged. Well so, I was know. gonna say or maybe about a gas. What, maybe yeah, this is what Tim was trying to get at. Like it does it become annoying? Maybe in the beginning it's a little annoying, but the everything that you need for your bike, like gas, um, uh, parts to fix your bike if it gets messed up. They're all over the place. Yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. never went they are. a long time. And you can upgrade the bike, by the way. And so yeah, yeah, you can yeah, yeah, improve right. it. Yeah. I haven't I got to say, gas, so. as far as just having pure fun, I thought that was one of the best games I played last year. Just yeah. what I'm talking about. Game you're losing, games. you're making us lose credibility immediately. Stop saying that. It's definitely rough around the edges. Like, this, and I actually wanted to also ask you guys so, can you think of a zombie game where the main character isn't no, either zombies. terrified? Or like some kind of superhero, like they're all like that, right? Pretty much, like every zombie game, you're either terrified as a main character or you're like some superhero. 
doing yeah, ridiculous. I, I guess there's Superman. probably some truth to that. I was going to say like Walking Dead, but yeah, they're pretty scared in that one. So but I, in, hear, I hear what you're saying. In this, as as Deke, like there's some pretty interesting psychological moments where like when he's kind of sneaking around, the zombies are even just like people that have the camp set up and he's like mumbling to himself and he's like talking like this, like he wants to like he just has a lot of like violence inside of him and it's just he's like, Derek, kind of, basically, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So <laughs> Deke, Derek, yeah. it's pretty close. Yeah. But, um, I just think that's kind of an interesting take that kind of that psychological like because obviously in real life, if something like that happened, I don't think we would all just either be superheroes or terrified. I think some of us would actually be insane and be like mumbling to ourselves, yeah. you know, so yeah. I, I think it's kind of a different, interesting take. So yeah. that's fair. Well, I would say the characters are the weakest part of that game. Well, so. yeah, no, for sure. But you I might is an be interesting approach. I, I told him to shut up and skip every cutscene that I could. Well, that's because you are a jerk. That's par for the course. With these people put gaming. all this work and effort into their game, and you're skipping. Well, that's over. because it was a PlayStation <laughs> game. If it was on Xbox, I would have watched every <laughs> yeah. cutscene. That's right. Because it would have been in true right. 4K. So, is this podcast hey. actually just about segregation? Is that what it this is, is basically? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Um, anything Blue else you're playing? Power. No, that's it. <laughs> I just also nice. said Blue Power. That I'll be curious to see if you. Yeah, you did say Blue Power. I, I was trying to push right past it, um, but the. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to ignore your lameness. I was trying to trying to move us on, um, but I'm curious to see if you stick with Days Gone. I played it for probably a total of six, seven hours, maybe, and then kind of just faded on it a bit. Um, but I'm gonna finish it. I th- I think I definitely have it in me to finish it. So. All right, all right. You you've got a couple weeks left till something major that I know you're gonna love comes out. So you've got some time. You've got yes. March isn't a big month for you. A different zombie game. Yeah, You're not right. getting anything in March, Dan. Animal Crossing you'll get, right? Well, that's Animal Crossing, yeah. But I'll play that with Seriously, the wife. So. There's Doom. There's Ori. There's well, but Ori's not EO2, on Switch. And you're going to get Animal Crossing. But the second Ori is not on Switch. I hate you. And I mean, Doom, I, I just... I just, you cancel the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I hate We can. That. Hang on, let me click the cancel button real quick. Well, first of all, Doom's multi-platform, all right? So it's not just PlayStation. <laughs> Oh, All right, Derek, what are you playing? I'm really excited about Animal Crossing in the month of March. I'm not excited about Dome and, you know, actual good games. I'm really excited about Animal Crossing. Okay, for me... It's I... a new flamboyant take. What, what is this flamboyant? Yeah, I feel like that's the voice he does when he's mocking his wife, too. Like, I feel like that's his girl voice that he does. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, so um, I'm playing a lot of games, so I'm going to run through them fast. But um, going back to our previous show... Um, that wasn't this show. I have been playing Dragon Age Inquisition a lot. I'm still <gasps> playing it. I am going to try, like, I was trying to, not 100% it, but I, in every area, I was basically doing everything I could do, even, like, tedious quests. I think I'm going to start mainstreaming, though. Uh, is that the word? Mainlining. 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 I knew I was saying something wrong. It's such an amateur. My gosh. I'm, gonna I'm really excited about Dragon Age and Quest. People are like, really? You had a podcast before this? <laughs> so I'm going to start mainlining uh, the the main story because uh, we've got some big games coming out more. Yeah, we do. Yep. And I'm I I, I want to finish this second playthrough before I jump into something else. Like yeah, like that's new. Um, the other thing I want to touch on real quick. I gave Metro Exodus another real shot. When it launched, I played like maybe an hour, hour and a half. Didn't love it on the Xbox. Thought it was really ugly, by the way, too. 
for an Xbox One. So X disappointing because it had one of the mo- the prettiest reveal trailers. Well, here's the thing: it looks really good on PC, so mm. clearly that's what they were showing us. Which gotcha. I thought that's what they were doing, anyways. But it looks really good on PC. It plays better on PC. It's not as sluggish, I feel, but I just don't care about it. Like it's mm. okay, and I'm probably four or five hours in. I will try to come back to it, but I think realistically with everything coming out, it's not going to happen. Well, dude, you can go back and play the first two Metro games on Switch now. They just came out on Switch. So that's uh, the best place to play those. They're going to look the best and play the best. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, I was going to talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake, but we already talked about it. I did play the demo. I loved it. Um, definitely worth playing. I'm really yeah. excited about that game. That's another one. One more month. Such a nerd. Um, I jumped into um, the Division Two Warlords of New York. Ooh, I've, heard some, I've heard some mixed things there. Uh, I haven't played it enough to give you like an opinion on the actual campaign or anything. But oh my gosh, this is probably one of the prettiest games I've ever played on PC. Like it's, it's just oh, really? gorgeous. Yeah, it's really, mm. really clear, really pretty. Lighting's really good. It looks like I feel like I'm in New York. Well, I'm messed up. Um, but yeah, it, I'm excited about jumping in that on, on PC. And then real quick, the last two games I want to talk about are probably the two I'm most excited about. Fire Emblem Three Houses, when it launched, I, again, that was another one I put maybe an hour in, and then they talked too much, and I didn't know where <laughs> I was going. I remember Tim and I having a conversation on our old show, and I was like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go, and I don't. I just want to bang this one teacher, but apparently you can't bang her. <laughs> I'm upset about that. So I just stopped playing. Well, I've jumped back into it because um, obviously it's convenient. I can take the game on the go. And also I play it uh, on my 4K TV. Game is, it looks really good, by the way. But it's just, it's Fire Emblem. If you're in the mood for like a strategy RPG mm-hmm. that's just fun with great characters. And this story, I'm not deep into it, but it's got a lot going on that I... Yeah, dude, there is some crazy stuff that goes down in this story. Yeah, I'm actually not skipping through stuff. I'm Mm -hmm. listening to him talk. And trust me, I'm getting antsy like you're going on too fast. (laughs) And I'm going to start twitching. But but I overall (laughs) like... Like, like what I played. I'm yeah. Pro- yeah, I'm probably about five hours. What's cool about the cutscenes, though, I got to say this for those of you who are like Derek and you're like, hey, I don't mind following your story, but don't talk too much. They, it's all voice acted, yes, but if you hit the button to kind of just move through the text quickly, the voice acting jumps along nice and quick with you. So you don't yeah. have to listen to every time, every like single sentence. If you read sentence. faster than what yep. they're saying, I do do that. Yes. Yep, I've done that before too. And I still follow along with the story, but. And the voice acting is good. Don't get me wrong. It's not bad voice acting. It's just I don't ha- I don't have time to listen to every it's single thing. A lot going on. And I want to say, yeah. as somebody who loved like the Game of Thrones show, I feel like Fire Emblem and Dragon Age really scratched that itch of yeah. those type of games that kind of have that Game of Thrones like vibe to it. Yeah, there's a lot of gray. It's like who's really good and bad yeah, here, who's and good, you got to pick bad, a side. Who's betraying who? Now I yep. would say Dragon Age is more mature. Fire Emblem's more kiddish. But they do have that vibe where you have kingdoms coming against each other. You have betrayal. You have all that. I'm not going to spoil anything from Dragon Age, but Tim really should be playing it. That's all I got to say. Last game I want to talk about is Neo. I actually just bought this on PC yesterday. It was $15 for the complete edition. So that's everything, like all the DLC, everything. I played it for four hours straight before we, we jumped into the show. I'm hooked again. The game mm. is just so good. 
60 frames per second, native 4K, looks great, plays great. Neo's a great game. And I've been yelling at it. It's making me angry, but I'm still playing it. And I'm. What's like, the first Damn. boss you get to kill? His name is Derek. No, not not a joke. Yeah, the first boss you kill, fight. In the oh, game yeah. is I killed him right away. Like I, it's pretty cool that like I'm playing it and I'm remembering a lot of things. Like you're just like, oh, I know this enemy's here. And we're talking about enemies that are like hidden. There's the whole yeah. point of them is to surprise you. And I'm like, I know they're there, but like. Even with me having all this knowledge, knowing what type of enemies I'm facing, stuff and how like to find not... shortcuts. There's some shortcuts yeah. you can find. Yep. Even with all that knowledge, this game is still hard. I'm still yeah. dying more. Than... Not a lot, but I'm still dying more than I would like. Like I was pretty pissed off at one point where when I died and didn't realize I was dying because I thought I was full health and my key had zapped away because I was in the the fluid or whatever that is. And that's what she they said. Just... Yeah, they just one shot at me. Oh, that's like, that's even worse. <laughs> and I lost all everything. Yeah, because I had already died, and I was trying to go. You back. You were getting back to your. Uh... Yeah, I lost it, and it oh, was a lot. Bummer. I had. But see, to lot. me, that's kind of the thrill of the Souls type of games, where it's you're trying to. Frustrating, but it's yep. the thrill. Yep, that's the it's the risk of getting back to getting you, all your the stuff. The reason I jump back into it is because I've been hyped for Neo too, but I'm also a little nervous because. I'm not really into those games anymore because I'm not patient. I've never been patient, but I I don't have the desire to prove anything anymore. There was yeah. like this part of me that was like, I want to prove that I can play Dark Souls and, and Bloodborne and beat those games like everybody, like all these other people are doing it. I don't have to prove that anymore. I've done it. I've beat all those games and I beat most of the bosses by myself. Sekiro pissed me off to the point where I was like, I don't know if I ever want to play these games again. <laughs> And again, I didn't die a lot in Sekiro. I just didn't have the patience. I never felt like the system put in place was beneficial for me to carry on. Like, I was either going to have to Dan didn't have a problem with it. Maybe he's just a better gamer than you are. Oh, I think he is. Like, I'm a jerk to him, but I think he's a better gamer. Um, But Neo has that system (laughs) in place. Like, I just told you guys, I played it four hours straight. There is the first boss, but that's not really a boss. It's just, like, you hit him twice, and you do a special move, and he's dead. But, like, there's an actual real first boss, but you have to go through a whole mission to get to him. I'm at that place where you go and you are about ready to fight him. I haven't fought him yet. I'm at the very end. But I just keep killing all the same enemies. I'm, like, almost a level 20. Why? Because hmm. I'm doing what I always do in these games. I'm leveling up to become OP, so when I fight these bosses, they're chumps. Yeah. Or close to chumps. You it's still got to be good at the game. But it's that's my strategy. Yeah. You couldn't do that in Sekiro, but that's just my bitterness. But nice. Neo is really good. Nice. Uh, well, I also played a lot of Fire Emblem Three Houses over the last couple of months. I did finish a playthrough using the Black Eagle House, um, and I'm trying not to spoil anything, but there are certain events that cause a time jump at one point. I'll say that. There's a big kind of cool. moment that happens, there's a time jump. In in more recent Fire Emblem games, there's been a situation where you build all these relationships for half the game, and there's some sort of event that happens. Either there's a time warp, a time jump, or maybe there's some kind of time travel that some characters do. Mm. And the bottom line is whoever you marry, there's offspring, and they pull in the traits of whatever classes you've gone after. They might pull on your traits and be super-powered characters, basically. So in the previous Fire Emblem games, it was a lot about making sure you match up two characters, make sure that they fall in love, but that they've got skill sets that can make a super, essentially a super child. 
And this one's different. It doesn't do that. You don't have offspring. There actually isn't a, there's relationships you build, but it's not really romancing. Actually, there was some really awkward stuff in previous DS ones where you can invite them to your house and then like pet them. Do you remember this, Derek? <laughs> where you can actually like, you can All use right. the stylus to actually like touch their face yeah, and stuff yeah. and it makes them blush. It was very odd. That's what I'm talking um, about. <laughs> but so this one doesn't have that, but I will tell you this. You can build relationships up with a bunch of different characters up to a certain point that at the end, you do have a choice. And if you've got higher enough relationships, then you've got a list of people that you've got essentially maxed out relationships with. Who do you want to spend the rest of your life with, basically? So there is kind of a romantic moment at the end. Um, but yeah, it's not like uh, it's not like The Witcher where you can sleep with every character, Derek. I'm sorry. Um, That's unfortunate. But I love it. And I'm already on my second playthrough. And I picked the Golden Deer house. And it's already Golden some of the... Deer. Some of the main um, things that happen are similar, but I can tell you from my Black Eagle playthrough, there's choices you make that you can tell take you in completely different directions. So the stories are very, very different, and I'm, I'm digging it. Um, so I'm still playing that game. Do you enjoy uh, playing as my character, though, in the Golden Deer? You're saying that you're... Uh, I'm Claude. You're Claude? I'm better looking than Claude, but I'm Claude. All right, oh. fair enough. Fair enough. I haven't ever, I haven't even seen Claude. And I Fair don't. enough, by the way, folks, is him his way of saying I don't want to debate with you, but I don't agree with you. I actually think you're kind of stupid. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Well, Claude's also a little bit sexually ambiguous, so I'm starting to come around on the idea that you, yeah. But so is he, Derek. So. He seems to a little bit into everybody. Like as long as everyone finds me attractive, I'm cool. Like, Have you heard Claude. Derek That's talk it. about Sasan? You can be the ugly. I told my wife one time, I was like, literally, a turtle can hit on me, and I will. <laughs> Right. You will what? You will what? Uh, bang them. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought you were gonna say. Okay. Um. All right. I'm also. I also fired up uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist, and uh, I really want a new Splinter Cell game. But Blacklist is still pretty fun. I think the gameplay and the stealth, so and it's it still holds up as far as gameplay goes and all that. But like I mentioned before, facial animations and kind of the cheesy um, Kiefer Sutherland 24 storyline is a little bit like, all ah, right, this is a little eye rolly, but that doesn't matter. The kind of modern military stealth action is a lot of fun. Um, oh, in that game. Really good, man. last night I fired up divinity original sin two. I've got that on the switch. I bought it on one of their Christmas sales. They had, it was down to like 25 bucks or something. And I've started that game three times now with different characters. What's cool is they have Completely custom characters you can make with no real backstory. Just make whatever character you want and go through the main story. But they also have what's called origin characters where you can pick a character that already has a backstory. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I tried one of those this time. And a little more interesting, they actually have some personality attached to them already. You don't really change how they look. You just pick their class and go because uh, they already have a backstory involved with them. So It's a beefy give... game, huh? It's a real beefy game. There's tons well, to do. Well, that's another one that's cross-save or cloud with yeah. uh, yep. PC too. With PC, yep. Yep, yep. Uh, I think overall looks pretty good on the Switch. Again, it's not that visibly taxing, but if you were to play on PC, you could definitely see the difference in the details, of course, and, and in the uh, like some of the special effects for battles and stuff. But overall, I think it plays and runs pretty well on the Switch. I think those games are like really good, but I can't get into them because they're too slow and they... they it's very time-consuming. Too consuming. much reading, yeah. There's a very lot of reading. The choices don't feel quite as quick-moving. Like when you play something like Mass Effect or even The Witcher gives you a couple quick choices and conversations and things for the most part, keep moving. This one's a lot more in depth and there's, there's actually like oftentimes five or six dialogue choices. And I have to like think about each one. So it just that, takes um, a while. That new Baldur's Gate three that's coming out is going to borrow a lot from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And it just listen, there's a reason these games game. average like 90, 91s. I mean, they're great yeah. games. Well, that's what um, I was going to say. Like, the combat's cool. really fun. It's like yeah. a turn-based sort of – it's really fun. I love Traditional the combat. Traditional right? of Eternity, I bought it, I think, on PS4 when it came out. And I remember, like, really liking it the first three hours. Like, I really liked it because, like, the, the, the choices I was making – the areas I was exploring, but then after the three hours, I was like, I just can't go back to this. It's too slow and it takes too long and there's too yeah. much reading. <laughs> well, you need to commit to it too, because I've tried to go back to previous, both the first Divinity game and Divinity 2. And I'm like, I don't know where I am or what I'm doing. This game is complex. You've got a whole hot bar full of all these different choices of, com- I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm just going to start over again. So it's a very complex game. Um, but anyway, as you can tell, I am playing games that I've been interested in, that have been in my backlog, or that I've beaten, like Blacklist, and I just want to go back and revisit as Dragon I wait. For, Inquisition. I mean, as I wait for some really <laughs> awesome games in March. Ori's coming out, Doom's coming out. I'm still have a big question mark on Animal Crossing. Maybe this one will finally win me over to that series. We'll see. Um, but uh, and Neo too. So there's some really awesome games. It's a good backlog time. It definitely is. Definitely is. All right, we're going to wrap things up real quick with a quiz that I am calling Real or Fake. So Real or Fake is I'm going to read you descriptions of video game ads, whether it was in a magazine or on a poster or in a commercial. And you guys tell me, do not look these up. You guys tell me your gut reaction. Is this real or fake? All right. I've got about 10 of these. This game sounds familiar. Ready? Here we go. Here we go. All right. So was this real or fake? A series of crossover ads that feature Sonic the Hedgehog speeding through Sonic Burger's drive-in restaurants. Real or fake? I'm going to go fake. Real. That's fake. Ah. Thank you. Fake. I'm going to keep score so I can rub it in y'all's face. (laughs) Yep. Derek won. Dan, nothing so far. Here we go. Um, Stevie Wonder featured in an Atari ad that stated... If I could play video games, you bet it would be Atari. That <laughs> uh, sounds so cheesy. I'm going to go real. I was going to say true as well. That is real. That was yeah. a real ad for Atari. <laughs> it showed a young Stevie Wonder, who, by the way, for those of you who don't know, he's blind. That's why this joke is pretty dark. Yeah. <laughs> just but, like uh, his vision. It was a very real <laughs> advertisement. <laughs> that, that uh, just like what he sees. <laughs> All right. Number three. Uh, a magazine ad for Top Gear, which was a racing game on the Super Nintendo, and that ad reads, "Shift happens." Um, hmm, I'm gonna say fake. Real. You said Super Nintendo, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna say fake. That was real. Ah, oh, come on. That was a real ad. Nintendo's not like that. <laughs> yeah, man, they definitely were like that. It said I was Shift say happens. If it was Sega, but. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right. There was a. Or was there TV commercial for Battle Tanks that featured the Snuggle Bear, popular from the old Charmin commercials? Uh, after bouncing happily on some soft towels, as the old Charmin commercials would have, he then gets maimed, burned, and killed by these Battle Tanks that come charging through the house. Real or fake? I'm gonna say fake. Fake. That's real. Ah. <laughs> you can go watch it on YouTube right now. Just look up Battle Tanks Charmin Bear, Why? and you can watch this bear get completely destroyed by these tanks. It's really disturbing because he's like it's like screaming like ah <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> pretty, funny it's pretty messed up but it's i don't funny. get the correlation there but that's yeah funny. that was battle tanks by the way battle tanks with an x that was in the 90s when it was cool to 
like put Z's and X's on stuff. It's still cool, Tim. It's, it's still, still super cool. Really not. <laughs> All right, a Game Shark TV commercial that featured a real life shark biting game cartridges. Real or fake? I'm gonna say uh, fake. I'm gonna say real. That is fake. Ah. That is not real. Damn. That should be shark. really bad at this. That's a that's a good commercial. That would be a good commercial. <laughs> I came up with that one. Thank you. I'm glad you like that one. All right. Uh, Real or fake, a magazine ad for Virtua Fighter coming home on consoles. So it was just an arcade game. Now it's on consoles. It shows a dad and son playing together and a giant caption that says domestic violence. Real or fake? Real. Mm, fake. That's real. Oh, my God. All We're right, not keeping I, score I'm, anymore. Yeah, failing. <laughs> yeah. I lost that was I've real. Only, There's a I've real. Only missed one. That's not okay. That's it's, just not okay. That's a crazy ad. It says deme- and it shows a happy dad and his son looking, at, smiling at each other, holding controllers, <laughs> playing Virtua <laughs> Fighter. Violence. And it says the best arcade fighter comes home, and in the top it says domestic violence. That's not okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, series of magazine ads for Twisted Metal that featured messed up scenarios. For example, a creepy old grandma tying up her grandkids and playing their video games, and had a caption that said, "You think that's twisted?" I say that's yeah. true. That's fake. I made oh that one up. Oh my goodness! Completely. You gotta be kidding me. Completely fake. So I've gotten one so far. <laughs> that one is fake. But Derek got that one wrong too. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know. Thanks for right. pointing out the one, or I only messed <laughs> up two, and I've gotten like six right. All right. Uh, TV commercial for Sonic the Hedgehog that shows two old people playing the Super Nintendo, and Sonic speeds past them, leaving a huge cloud of dirt and dust. And the announcer says, "Don't get left in the dust." Real or fake? Well, you said Super Nintendo, right? It showed two old people playing Super Nintendo as Sonic comes flying by. Okay. I feel like I'm going to say real. It's fake. Uh, I thought you were maybe tricking. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to feed off of the old uh, Sega versus Nintendo, and then at one point, Sony versus Nintendo. Remember when Crash Bandicoot was like egging the Nintendo headquarters that one time? Do you guys remember that ad? Yeah, yeah. I almost put that in here, but I think that ad's pretty popular. Um, that, that, by the way, I didn't include that. That's a real one, though. Crash Bandicoot, someone dressed up in that costume, legitimately yes. egging a Nintendo office and getting yes. real security to come out and tell them to stop. <laughs> that was funny. That was, yeah. that was funny. That's good stuff. Um, a magazine ad for Spanky's Quest that reads, a fun-filled super adventure fantasy for the entire family. Hmm. Spanky's Quest. It's true. Which, by the way, it's real it's 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 false no that is real that yeah. is a real ad for spanky's quest i got two. all right <laughs> two more two more thank you guys for sticking with me this was these were really fun to look up by the way derek no googling all right uh <laughs> well, an, ad, <laughs> an ad for donkey kong land on the game boy that featured a picture of a real tribal chief with a horribly photoshopped hand holding a game boy up to the camera and a caption that read if these aren't the coolest graphics my name isn't yawiga kanawi all right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say real. Uh, um, it's fake. Dude, Nintendo gave zero Fs back oh, then. Oh, my God. That was real. <laughs> See, that was some Sega stuff back in the day. What's all this Nintendo being a- offensive? Nintendo, and if you look up that ad for Donkey Kong Land, you can tell how horribly Photoshopped the fingers around the Game Boy are. So the idea is it's holding it close to the camera. And it looks like they just took some photo of a tribal chief out of National Geographic and made it look like he's holding it up. Like, these are the coolest graphics. Like, Jesus. So tone deaf. I love it. I love it. 
Last one, magazine ad for Rad Racer 2 that shows a kid holding an NES controller while sitting on his bed with a giant caption that reads, do 250 miles per hour in your underwear. Uh, fake. We'll say fake. That one's real. Ugh. Another weird Nintendo one, right? Although it wasn't Nintendo, that was the company who made Rad Racer 2 who advertised that one. Shows a kid sitting on his bed wearing like a like a tank top or something, playing Rad Racer, and it says, do 250 miles per hour in your underwear. I'm not sure that would fly today. Dude, I didn't realize Nintendo was that offensive back in the day. They were always trying to be all like the politically correct, and Sega was trying to be like, if it ain't, what was what was the thing the saying? If it ain't, oh, I don't even remember. There was a saying where they like basically were trashing on Nintendo. Yeah, Sega was really aggressive in their advertising against Nintendo, and Sony oh, started if that way. Sega does what Nintendo don't, right? Is that what that, it was? That does sound right. Yep. Yeah. And then Sony kind of started that way, but then they quickly built enough momentum they didn't have to attack nintendo they kind of stopped yeah. that war there was a lot of animosity there between those two and i'm sure we'll oh. talk about that in the future yeah. Yeah, yeah um anyway well that's it for real or fake thank you guys for playing i think uh i think i win that game no i won <laughs> <laughs> all right well that does it for episode one of current gen we made it we made it through you did. perhaps a, perhaps a little bit longer of an episode than we'll normally do but there's a lot to cover it's been a while since we've chatted about video game stuff we uh, last time we recorded, we were wrapping up previous podcasts, so it was nice to just talk about video Wait. games this time. Tim, you must be mistaken. That was a different group of people. I don't know what you're talking about. That was so. definitely not us. You're right. My bad. That was my... a different group. <laughs> that's, my, that's my fault. That's yeah. my fault. Or a different timeline or something. I don't know. Well, next time we talk to you guys, we will have been able to play at least Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and that to me is what really begins the year 2020 in gaming, because 2020 so far has really been nothing. So uh, Ori, Will of the Wisps, we'll get that kicked off. And then Neo 2, Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing. Next, Before you know it, it's Resident Evil 3 and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes. Uh, we've got a busy spring and early summer ahead of us. So I'm, I'm yeah, excited for that. I'll definitely play Neo 2 by the time we record it. When is that release? What's the release date for that? 3.13. I already 13. asked okay. for that day off work. too. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's legit. It's a move. <laughs> Yeah, how many days do you need to move, right? My he's he's going to be moving very little that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very little. All right, thank you guys for sticking with us for this first episode of Current Gen. Hope you liked it. If you did like it, please go by uh, iTunes or Google, wherever you're listening to this. Give us a rating. One of them to buy review. iTunes? No, you don't have to buy iTunes. To go buy iTunes. Like, go buy it, walk by it. You know? I know. It was a lame joke. It was lame. You're such I a didn't stupid actually think, dad. I, I didn't think I hope, it was a good joke, but it was I hope you re-listen to this and you get mad at yourself for that one. That's what I hope. I, I hope tell you funny jokes I and I laugh I'll at myself. I'll get to the end of our show. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. I laugh at all my If jokes, you give us ratings, reviews, if you share the show, we'd really appreciate it. That would be awesome. And uh, oh, we want to keep, keep doing these. So help us get the word out about the show. So thanks a lot. Guys, that wraps up episode one. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Here we go. Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! <laughs> Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. Bye-bye.